a controversial judicial reform law and the intense public protests against it are taking a toll on Israel's economic outlook. Tel Aviv's stock exchange has taken a 20% hit and the shekel has also seen serious swings. Credit rating agencies Fitch and Moody's have warned on Tuesday that the turmoil could weaken Israel's credit profile. Now, some Israeli venture capitalists are exercising caution as the uncertainty continues. Israel does little trade with its closest neighbors, but its reputation for political stability in a volatile region is central to its strong trade ties with the US, as well as major European and Asian economies. For more on this now, let's uh, go to Danny Hewson. She is AJ Bell, financial analyst in Huddersfield, UK. Danny, thank you very much for being with us today. So I do want to ask you, can you help us understand in simple terms, really, what uh, would it mean if uh, the credit rating in Israel really were to be cut for investments for the business sector? Primarily, when you get a cut to a country's credit rating, it affects the amount of interest that they have to pay on any borrowing. It makes investors less keen to lend to a country if they're worried about its ability to pay back. So we have three credit rating agencies which basically assess the health of a country's economic uh, terms. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we are now considering by these two credit rating agencies that there could be a downgrade is particularly interesting because it's only been really a matter of weeks since talk of an upgrade to the credit rating was on the cards. You know, we saw Israel having tremendous GDP growth last year you know, over 6% when the OECD average was uh, around 3%. So I think the fact that we are now talking about the potential of a downgrade just demonstrates how far things have turned. Very interesting, Danny. We've also seen the uh, Tel Aviv Stock Exchange uh, take a hit of 20% uh, in only three months, even less. What does it mean for the real economy, not only for stocks and bonds? In terms of the real economy, you know, you were saying that Israel does an awful lot of trade with the mm -hmm. United States, with the UK, with Europe. And they do that because of Israel's reputation. So Israel really needs to maintain those connections because if investors don't want to invest in Israeli companies because they're concerned about, you know, various things to do with the workplace and with rights, then that does impact the amount of money coming in. And as you say, we have seen the stock market fall quite mm -hmm. substantially since the start of the year. We do know that some businesses have been taking calls from some investors incredibly worried about the situation, wondering mm -hmm. whether or not the health of the company is going to be able to continue in the same way. And also there are some questions about whether or not some of the skilled labor force might decide to look outside of the country if they don't like what's going on inside the country. Very, very interesting analysis, Danny Houston. Thank you very much. And now let's go to other top stories from around the world. UBS is bringing back its former chief executive Sergio Ermotti, replacing Ralph Harmes after just over two years at the helm. Ermotti, who is currently chairman of insurance company Swiss Ray, will help the Swiss lender to steer its massive takeover of its embattled rival Credit Suisse. He spent nine years rebuilding UBS following the 2008 global financial crisis. Vietnam's economic growth has slowed sharply in the first quarter as exports of smartphones and electronics slump. GDP expanded by 3.3% in the first three months of the year, down from 5.9% in the previous quarter. Shipments abroad fell 12% in the same quarter to $79 billion due to weakening global demand. 
and Apple has launched its long-anticipated buy now pay later service in the US, a move seen as a challenge to the dominant players such as Aklana and Affirm. The new feature, called Apple Pay Later, will allow customers to pay for online purchases in four installments spread over six weeks. Users can also apply for zero-interest loans of between $50 and $1,000. And that is all from Business for Now.